is a little shot so she may not be that audible this episode sorry but she didn't really talk about the marvels so that's why she's (laughs) we also have ryan yes i am here that's me hello everybody and we do not have kevin kevin is uh finishing up a play today he's at a party yeah his friends well with with his fellow actors thespians that's the word he's allowed to have friends <laughs> is he though is he besides us <sighs> i guess so. anyways <laughs> so so ryan yes what's in the news this week wow for a two-week session that started off slow, I have, like, a full page plus I gotta scroll down. Full of stuff. Mostly, there was a whole lot of trailers this week. And really, in the last few days, because the actor strike is over. Almost. It is. Tentatively. Uh, they have they, uh, the union and the studios have reached a deal. Uh, the the details have not been made public yet. There's been a few things that have been you know they've kind of talked about like um, raising the minimum wage for actors and stuff like this. Uh, but uh, once the uh, union actually has a chance to vote on it and ratify it, then we'll we'll get more details, and that should be happening some point this week. But yeah, so people have started talking about stuff again. We've gotten all kinds of new trailers. We've gotten all kinds of new dates. So we thought the movies were done moving, but no, they are not. So we'll get to all those. But uh, so that was good news. That was good. That uh, I think they did like a, a twelve hour or twenty four hour, like you know, just one big down. Just, they sat down and got down to it and finally negotiated something that everybody's happy with. Um, okay, we'll start with um, Echo. We got our first look. We got a full trailer for Echo, 
which is uh, was supposed to be out next. Oh, is it coming soon? I forget now when it's coming out. Was that not until January now? Everything's moved around so much, I can't keep it straight. But we got our first look at Echo. It's supposed to be a mature-rated Marvel Disney Plus Disney series. Uh, thoughts? I forgot to watch the trailer. <laughs> Brent, did you see it? For Echo? Yeah, for Echo. Yes, yes, I did. And your thoughts? Um, it's uh, it it felt more like the Netflix Daredevil series. I can see that. Um, like it, it was definitely like it. I don't know if that's the the case, but the uh, the time like by the time we see it because it is the the Disney show, yeah. but it really felt more like street level with the beatings. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of punching. Um, the the one thing uh, I'm not sure if you you were going to bring this up afterwards is this is apparently part of a new bit of the MCU, like an imprint called Marvel Spotlight. Okay, nope, didn't hear that. Yeah, the, please uh, go on. Yeah, well, well, that's all we really know about it. Oh, okay. Is this is the first one that's getting. that like banner Hmm. to it i wonder if that's also why it's we're gonna be like the first of these series that's getting like a full drop all at once right it's not getting put out weekly so outside of what was it hawkeye i don't know anything about this character so i'm not really excited about this show because i mean she was in what how many episodes of hawkeye that was such a long time ago how many episodes was she in she was in a good chunk of the series because she was kind of like one of the villains for a while but yeah i'm the same way other than her appearance on hawkeye i know nothing about the character uh it's just interesting to see that you know that we're getting more world building Mm -hmm. uh more with kingpin and daredevil is supposed to be in this as well yeah also to to kind of be fair a bit it's not like this character has an origin and a little bit of a following and stuff like that, but it's not like one of the most super popular characters in the MCU. Yeah, well, I didn't know a lot of characters before they got TV shows or movies, so exactly we'll how this exactly we'll all get to be introduced to her. Um. Okay. More. More Marvel news. Uh. Ryan Reynolds has confirmed that Dogpool will be in Deadpool three. Did you see that picture he posted? Uh. No. No. I didn't. Oh. So he's. I think it's on his Instagram. It's floating around the web. It's a kind of like a. It's made to look well. It's a dog. It's kind of like almost looks like a straggly kind of like skinny small dog in a little bit of a dog like a dog Deadpool costume. Uh, similar to how it's drawn in the comics during that whole uh, like Deadpool core or whatever it was called. Uh, so it looks like, yeah, this dog pool will be in Deadpool 3. Okay. <laughs> uh, did you, Jen, see the trailer for Inside Out 2, which got announced this week? I did. It was just a little trailer. Yes. 
Thoughts? I don't really know if that needed a sequel. <laughs> I, I thought it kind of ended really well, and it did a good job of doing what it was supposed to be doing, which was like explaining the big feelings that children have. But although I do relate highly with anxiety. <laughs> well, now it looks like it's going to be explaining all the mess of a head that uh, teenagers have. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm behind on my Pixar's. I still haven't watched um, Elemental. But I don't think I've seen Turning Red yet either. Yeah. No, I haven't watched a bunch of those. I haven't, I'm, I've, yeah, I haven't watched that one. I haven't seen uh, well either one of those two. The one with the the day of the, the the Day of the Dead one. Coco? That was a yep. good. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen the one with the where the magical house. Oh, um, Encanto? Yeah, I haven't yeah. I haven't watched a lot of those. Well, we should have a movie night. <laughs> those are both very good. Luca oh, is also I'm very sure good. they are. I've heard good things about them. But There's only so much time. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do want to see it, but um it's not high up on my list. Because, well, maybe when they do another trailer. Yeah, it did just get announced this week. It's not like mm-hmm. we knew this one was coming, so. Um, Brent, I know, I think you saw this trailer. Uh, we got a trailer for The Fall Guy. Yeah. Um, this, Is that the Ryan Gosling one? Yeah, it's the Ryan Gosling one. I've seen it that. on the big screen now twice. <laughs> oh, that's right. We did see it. You were sitting right beside me when we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, looks interesting. I know it's, it's based on the TV series from the 80s. Oh, yeah. So because you and I were discussing whether it actually was or not, but it turns out that it is. Yeah. Um, which I know that uh, Ed is a big fan of. I, I loved that show as a kid. I, I don't never know saw if it. I don't know if I've seen an episode as an adult. Yeah. That show was not on my radar as a kid. Me neither. It was about a, if I'm not mistaken, it's about a, a, like, a Hollywood stuntman who, in order to, like, sort of pay the bills, also becomes, like, a bounty hunter? Uh, the TV series, I believe so, yes. Yeah, not uh, the, not so much the movie. Yeah. But, uh, it looks great. Looks like it's gonna be a fun action, uh, you know, action movie, so. I will uh, watch anything with Ryan Gosling in it. <laughs> Why is that, Jen? No reason. I've okay. had dibs on him since I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> when he was on Breaker High and Young Hercules. Oh, he was on Breaker High. Uh-huh. <laughs> Classic. Um, so, yeah. So, we're looking forward to seeing that one. Uh, ooh, so we did get some news for uh, Superman and Lois fans this week. Uh, this upcoming fourth season, which we already knew was going to be a shortened season... Which we already knew the budget was being cut on, on this season because it pretty much cut every regular actor from it except for the Superman family. Um, but it will also be its final season. Uh, not surprised by this, considering the moves of late by ch- the channel that was it was a CW show. So when you look at the stuff that's on the CW now, they have very much begun to distance themselves from superhero stuff. 
they just recently, I think, announced that they will be showing WWE's NXT label, like brand of wrestling yep. on their channel now, too. So who knows what they're doing? But yeah, so we're getting one more season, Superman and Lois. So hopefully it's good. Uh, we got a teaser trailer. We saw this one on the big screen, too, for a movie that was really not on my radar. We get uh, the kingdom of the planet of the apes. I hate monkeys. Well, they're not monkeys. They're apes. I don't like apes either. <laughs> um, I haven't seen the last one. The one with Woody Harrelson. I've seen parts of it. I've never sat down and actually watched it. I think after the, I watched the first one, it was an interesting new take on it. The second one was okay. Like I said, I never got, I think the last one was the third one. I think this is only the fourth. Who knows? Who knows? They're all better than the Marky Mark one. <laughs> well, that ain't hard. Exactly. He's not that bad an actor. No, no but that movie, that movie was, was bad. Oh, I thought you were making fun of it because you didn't think he was a good actor. Oh, no, I have no problems with him for the most part. Just some I, of the movies he's in are not very good. I stay away from all monkey movies. Well, as many as I can. That's not really a movie. Is there a movie? There, there was. There was a did they, do, movie. did they do it like they did Paddington? I have no idea. No, it was a. Uh, I think it was all just like a CGI cartoon. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I did not see that. Yeah, me neither. But <laughs> I had to throw that up there. So. Uh, okay. Um, moving on from the monkey movies, the <laughs> other trailer that was on my radar that I was looking forward to seeing that we also saw on the big screen was Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. That looked really good. The ghosts have come a long way from abducting children. Yep. Now they're freezing people to death. We're staring them to death and they freeze. It looks awesome. Yes, it looks really cool. Uh, The Ghostbusters fandom has gone crazy over red parkas. Trying to figure out. Red parkas? Yeah, the winter winter jackets, the parkas, you know, the winter jackets you see them wearing at the end when they're standing on the roof. Why are they going crazy over them? Because, because apparently they appear in an they appear in an episode of the real Ghostbusters, the the cartoon. Well, not just that, but no, it's the, it's a new costume piece that people can wear, and you know, if they want to be out Ghostbusting, and you know, people in the north like us in the winter time, if you want to be out in a costume, you can actually wear a winter jacket now. Finally, that's, that's canon. Movie, the and, movie has uh, taken into consideration northern cosplayers. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> now it looks like people have figured out what this jacket is, uh, minus the Ghostbuster labels and the like, some of the little quick connects and stuff. Uh, but uh, the one they're using in the film is like a thirteen hundred dollar winter jacket. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It looks good to me. We get to see a few of the new faces. Uh, we get to hear some new voices and. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's Ghostbusters. It's a movie we should have been getting ready to watch this time of year. You know, originally until everything got moved. Now we have to wait till March. Yeah, there's a, and there's also like 
the the fandom is going in speculator like frenzy over the who, who like I, I guess there's a shot with the the guys in the parkas there's somebody there who's brand new and who is that person yes because you can almost and, like see there's his name speculation tag. all over the place of like yeah because you can barely make out a couple lines on his name tag is he yeah. the baby that almost became the Oscar maybe the pictures dinner well, no, he wasn't going to become the picture's dinner. He was going to become the picture. Right, the ghost yeah. in the picture wanted to be reborn in Oscar and baby Oscar. So he could take that's over what, the world. Yeah, and that's something that, like, <laughs> the funny thing about that is, is if they really wanted to, like, mess with people, Oscar's, because I think people are keep looking to see if the last name on the tag is Venkman. There's a couple people of, like, oh, it's, it's Venkman, and they're like, Oscar wasn't Venkman's son. No. <laughs> now he could have been adopted. He could be going by his. Later. Yeah, yeah. But could be going. There's by a Barrett. ton of like loopholes you could use for it, but oh, for sure. Also, I think the guy looks like too young, but maybe not. It's tough. Well, to, to, to think to do when you start doing the math. It's like he would be, be in his thirties. Yeah, he'd be younger than us, but that's what the but the guy kind but of older than them by yeah. like a fair amount. So, anyway, it looks good. I can't wait. Yay, Ghostbusters. <laughs> it got me in the mood to play my Ghostbuster video game a bunch, which I did today. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we take this one with a grain of salt. We got some Star Wars rumor. We have a rumored title for the upcoming Daisy Ray. Uh, Daisy Ray, yes. <laughs> so the, the Ray... Uh, Star Wars movie, uh, if it actually ends up happening, called uh, the, the, now the rumor is it will be called Star Wars: A New Beginning. Now that also sounds to me like a bit of a default title because a little little yeah. too on the nose. At that uh, point in time, it would be a new beginning because they pretty much have ended and reset everything with that last movie, right? So. Like if they called it Star Wars, the next movie. Yeah. A new new hope. A new new hope. A new new hope again. Uh, oh, okay. Curse of the Skywalkers. Hunt for the Skinwalker. Those um, goddamn Skywalkers. Yeah. Or, hunt, or Hunt for the Skywalker. There you go. <laughs> so... Uh, last week we celebrated Godzilla Day, and by we I mean me, because I don't think you did, <laughs> but and the rest of the world. And with that, we got a new trailer for Godzilla minus one, which I watched a bit of and saw. You pretty much you see the same footage. It's uh, it says finally it has been released in Japan, and is supposed to be hitting North America this December. So Brent and I are holding out hope that we won't be able to see it. I kind of want to see that one, too. Good. Jen, you can come with us. Please come with us. (laughs) And we also got a new trailer for Monarch Legacy of Monsters, the upcoming Godzilla Monsterverse Apple TV Plus, whatever they were called, uh, series. Did anyone else watch that one? Or is it just me? Just you. 
Okay. Well, we get to see more monsters. Uh, they actually even did like one of the there was like two trailers. There was one was like an actual little trailer, and then one that was kind of a bit of a talking with like Kurt Russell behind the scenes type thing. Uh, but we in one of them we get to see like what looks like Godzilla coming out of a desert, like he's all like covered in sand and stuff. So they come bursting out of the ground. It's like kind of cool. We see some new monsters. We we hear a little bit more about the connection between like in the the two time periods that we'll be seeing in the show. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I believe the first episode comes might come out next week. So you'll be hearing me talk about that probably next episode. Um. Oh, Brent, did you see this one today? Probably not because you were working. Uh, Netflix has teased a new anime for Terminator. I saw that. It, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I did see that it popped up. Yeah, and they part don't of me show is just like let it die. <laughs> just let it die. It's already dead. You just. It's a zombie at this point. That the zombie that still makes somebody money. So uh they didn't they don't show anything in this other than it's just like words. So uh no, no idea how it's gonna look, what it's gonna be about, but it's coming soon. And Netflix was really on a roll this week with showing stuff. They also showed a trailer for Masters of the Universe Revolution. Which we saw. Did you guys yeah. see that one? What did you think of that one? Uh, it doesn't really tell you a heck of a lot other than the Horde is coming. Hey, which we already kind of knew. And yes. uh, it, it looked good. Like looked like, like, like the last season, which we all liked. So, mm. Yep, so that's coming soon. Looking forward to that. I think it was a January release, it said. Uh, then we also got, ooh, Jen, I don't know if you saw this one. Do you, do you know of this series? It's a spinoff of Sandman called the Dead Boy Detectives. Oh, yeah. They're cute. So Netflix released a teaser trailer for it. Oh, is that oh, actually know? still coming? It's, they showed, the, they, they showed it. It's filmed. They had a tra- trailer they released. Yeah. I, th- I want to say, though, that, like, I thought, like, I wanted to... Say that I thought it was like dead, like mm. a, another one of those things that was <laughs> well, they shot, are finished. Yes, that that I thought it was shot and done, and then Not something happened and it just yeah. got waylaid. Yeah, if you haven't read the Dead Boy Detectives, you should. It's it's very cute. It's there's um, it's a, one of the one of the stories in Sandman is about. Oh, I gotta try to remember. I know it ends up with two boys that were killed in like the the boarding school that they are at. So now they haunt the boarding school. And now I think it's been such a long time since I read it, but I'm pretty sure it's about a girl who goes to that school now who befriends them and then they solve crimes together for mysteries. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Um, it yeah, like. it's been a long time since I've read it. I know where the original characters come from. I just it's remember from... it's super cute. Yeah, so uh, I think I know why I thought it was dead. So originally, this was an HBO Max show. Ah. Uh, and it, it got moved. The theory is, is because it's, this is a DC show, but 
vertigo kind of thing, they don't want it interfering with like the DC stuff they're going to be putting on HBO Max. Okay. See, and to me, which it, seems it, dumb to me, but hey. Yeah. Well, but with it having had, you know, the little bit of a connection it has to Sandman and being a spinoff of Sandman, to me, it, it only makes sense to be yeah. on on Netflix where Sandman is. Yeah, uh, apparently Neil Gaiman has said that like it does take place in the same universe as Sandman, like the like yeah. both shows. It um, the only thing is, I'm curious about is so and how they're working around it or how they're doing it is the storyline where the Dead Boy Detectives come from in Sandman hasn't happened in the TV show yet. Yeah, well, I'm sure that'll be just changed. Yeah, like like there is so many ways that you can loop all around it. It's just it's one of those like things that I'm like, uh, and, you know, if it waited a season, it would fit in even better as a spinoff. But eh. hmm. uh, and then uh, there was another new animated series announced from Netflix, uh, Jurassic World Chaos Theory. And to me, this looks like it's either a it either takes place after the last movie or at least uh, in between the last two. It appears to be a follow up to their Camp Cretaceous series. Okay, because at the very end of the trailer, you see um, a young person, obviously old enough because it seems to be driving to get out of a vehicle. And it looks like it would be an older version of the main young boy from that Camp Cretaceous cartoon that they did, which I really enjoyed th- those seasons of that show, like that show. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, good. At least this continues that. So it'll fit in with the rest of the Jurassic World and Jurassic Park lore they've been building. I'll give it a shot. Cool. And yeah, you just didn't watch that cartoon at all, did you? Nope. Uh, I'm sorry, Jurassic <laughs> Park, I think, is kind of dead for me at the moment. And uh, the last little bit of Netflix news that I've got, uh, today they dropped the full trailer for Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon Part 1. It has a subtitle that I forgot. Rebel Moon Part 1, uh, blah, blah, Something blah. about the girl. Girl on, girl on, no, that's Hunger Games. The girl on fire. It sounds like yeah. the Hunger Games. Yeah, something like that. But um, yeah, so we got a full trailer with space battles and land battles and dirty, pe- you know, people covered in sand. Spider woman, like the big Spider Woman thing. Yep, looks interesting. Coming. A child of Netflix. fire is the subtitle to the first one. Yeah, you were close. <laughs> Comes to Netflix December twenty second. So just in time for your Christmas holidays. So I was, I guess, uh, Snyder's been doing some interviews and stuff right now for, uh, I guess, to gear up to the promotion for this. Because it's it's only a month away. Like, it comes out on the 15th of December. 22nd of December, like I just said. Uh, why do I have the 15th up in front of me? I don't know, but in the trailer it said December twenty second. Yeah, okay, maybe, maybe it's getting maybe like it's... one of those like film premieres yeah. where nobody's. Yeah. Oh, it's getting a limited theatrical release. Ah, there you go. That makes yeah. sense then. 
So the fifteenth uh, is a Friday, and the twenty second is a Friday as well. So yeah, that makes sense. Because apparently, uh, Mr. Snyder can't stop, won't stop. Of course not. <laughs> um, he has gone on record in saying this is in the same universe question mark yes. as Army of the Dead. Yep. Uh, except the connections that that would have been made are now non-existent because they were supposed to be doing an army of the dead anime. That is, it sounds like that has been shelved. So from what my understanding of that interview, cause I read that the other day too, is it sounds like it's still a possibility. Like part of it's already done. It, it seems like it's one of these things. It's yeah, it's in limbo. And if yeah. we ever do see it, there's apparently a sequence where we see up there's a portal to another universe, and in the, in a bar or something in another universe, and in that bar in that other universe, we see characters from Rebel Moon. So that's how they're yeah. all the same tied in, air quotes universe, because they're all movies yeah, written yeah. and made by him. So. He's saying that the project is mostly complete. All the scripts and animatics and all the voices are recorded. You could watch it, even it's crazy animatic, but you can watch the whole run. But uh, it just, it is, uh, it's been stalled due to technical reasons. <laughs> I'm curious what that means. The, uh, the, uh, Animation is not high tech enough to make it look the way he wants it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm just technical reasons is maybe Netflix doesn't want to spend the kind of money he want, he thinks they need to spend to have it made, or he wants more money. Release or... the Snyder tune. <laughs> there you go. Re- release the Snyder tune. Hashtag, Hashtag release the Snyder tune. Yep. Oh jeez. <sighs> Um. Oh. Okay. I lied. I do have one more bit of Netflix news. Um. This is a show we all forgot about. Didn't think we it would see the light of day. Thought maybe it got canceled, but it's not, and it's coming because there's a trailer. Avatar: The Last Airbender live Yay. action coming to Netflix. Yay! Yes. Although, why remake the cartoon when the cartoon is perfection? Because people like to take good things and then make them live action for a different group of people that won't watch cartoons because cartoons are for kids. Well, yeah, Avatar was for kids, but it was amazing. Yes. I hope it's still silly. Well, I'm sure it'll have some silly points to it, but it'll probably be a little more, well, maybe not as cartoony I- silly because it's live action i have been mentally i've been mentally scarred by the m night Shyamalan ding dong one yeah i think i, I watched that, that one broke once my heart. i don't even remember it that's how no yeah that one in that dragon ball live action movie i watched that once and just kind of wiped it from my memory to the point where i've almost been tempted to watch it again because i don't remember it part of me wants to watch that dragon ball movie just because I know absolutely nothing about Dragon Ball to see if it's good, like to somebody who is not part of the fandom. Oh, it's not. But also, 
<laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, okay, so now we'll get into a few more some of the newly announced release dates of some upcoming Marvel movies. Uh, we've got a date, a new date for Venom 3. It will be coming to us November 8th, 2024. Which I didn't know was even a thing. Yep. To be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew it was one of those things that was being worked on, but yeah, it, it's because uh, I think we've talked about it being bounced around a few times. There's been all kinds of back and forth rumors about, you know, will Tom Holland be in that one, all this kind all that stuff, but yeah. Or one of the other Spider Man, who knows? But yeah, so that's got a new date of November 8th, 2024. And then the main MCU movies. So Deadpool, which was supposed to be coming out next spring, will be coming out next summer. It has been moved to July 26, 2024. And uh, is the next Marvel movie? So currently, that's the only Marvel movie coming out next year. Yeah, that was my next line. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it is the only Marvel movie next year. Uh, following that, in February uh, of 2025, on Valentine's Day, we will be getting Captain America Brave New World. Followed up that July by Thunderbolts, which hasn't even started production yet, which is why it's two years away. And then the I'll Believe It When I See It finally get made coming in two years from now, Blade. Yeah. Wasn't the whole thing of Blade announced like after in like phase like two? No. Or three. Like one of those early big announcements when they, they brought him out on stage. No, it just seems like so long ago. It was definitely before the pandemic. Oh, it was way before quite. the pandemic. Yeah. It's it's been worked on a lot and it wasn't really, you know, they probably have a ton of these things that are being like looked at and worked on, but nothing like public kind of thing. Oh, for sure. And it but, wasn't until Mahir- Mahershala Ali signed on that it became like a thing thing. Yeah. But they brought him, they brought him out on stage and everything. And announced yeah, him as Blade. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember when that actually was, though. It was so long ago. I know. That's what makes it funny. Um, And then, so my last little bit of news. Oh, sorry, because I skipped over one. My second last little bit of news this one uh, would be one that Kevin would bring up if he was here, but uh, Star Trek Starfleet Academy has uh, gotten a, a series order announcement, so it's going to be a show. Uh, I okay. believe this is the <laughs> Star Trek, so this is the one that's been talked about for a little bit. It's kind of, you know, it's going to be a Starfleet Academy. Uh, it takes place in the future timeline the same one that um, the current show that oh my god I, why can't I think of its name the one that's filmed in Toronto hmm oh never mind no what would you say prodigy no oh, that's the cartoon discovery no. yeah is it discovery wow yeah my brain's not working 
Uh, yeah. So in that timeline where they've kind of they're restarting everything, right? Uh, so it's going to be uh, you know there. So because in the announcement, like, you know, the first time in like a hundred years, the academy is opening its doors. Blah blah blah. New recruits. Blah blah blah. So uh, yeah, more Star Trek coming our way. And so. Then- Oh, go for it. The blade, the blade reboot was first announced at uh, Comic Con in 2019. That's a long time ago. Yeah, that definitely is a long time ago. <laughs> that was in the before times. Yes. Yeah. And it's that movie has moved around like five times since. Oh yeah. And my last little bit of news: uh, Nintendo has announced. It's partnering with Sony to produce a live-action Legend of Zelda film. I will believe it when I see it. Well, they announced they're doing it. Yeah, I yeah, no, uh, like let's see if it actually gets made. I think they'd be better off to do it a cartoon like they did Mario Brothers. Do you think that Link is going to say, "Well, excuse me, princess," at least once in that movie? (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) <laughs> but in that, I still oh. do like the idea of this is all leading up to a Super Smash Bros. movie. Yeah, but it's harder if this is live action and uh, and the other stuff's cartoons. Yeah, yeah, bullshit. You um, can do it. Oh, they like, can no, like, rabbit it. it. It's that goofy. You can do it. That's true. Yeah. Um, with that in mind, when I woke up this morning rolled over, turned my TV on because I wasn't ready to get out of bed yet. I went through the channels and I found one of the channels at 7 o'clock this morning was airing Super Mario Brothers, the cartoon series, like Super Mario Brothers 3, that one based on like Mario 3. Yep. It was on TV. I was like, oh my god. Captain Lou Albano does the voice? No, no, that's the other one. I thought he did it on, on both. Oh, Oh, maybe he. I just. I thought you were talking about the one where he's like the live action Mario. Yeah, but he also did the voice of Mario in, okay. in that show. Yeah. But I thought he had done it for Super Mario oh, Three as well. He, I could be wrong. He might have. I have no idea. Yeah. But uh, it was yet. Yeah, it was do the Mario. <laughs> it was uh, the first. Ep- there was two episodes. So two. Yeah, because it was like two short episodes and or two cartoons in one episode. The first one involved a. Uh, uh, not Godzilla, Godzilla. Uh, in the real world, yeah, that the, that the Cooper kids convinced it was their real dad, and then the second one was uh, Toad trying to get Mario and Luigi to help him win a million gold coins in a wrestling match because he thought the Koopas had stolen his gold coins that were meant for the orphanage. So I was like, wow, of all the Mario Brothers episodes for me to find, it's the one with Godzilla and wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need to watch any more now. I, again, I just I saw those two. I say, like, okay, cool. I'm, I've got my Mario Brothers fill. I don't need to see it again for 20 more years. <laughs> uh, and that's it for me for news. So I got so, a little something I just want to throw out there. Um, Ryan. Yes. December 15th. Is yes. the uh, the debut of the new season of Reacher? Ooh, yes. You work oh. that day, I assume. 
Is it the Saturday? No, not. Uh, I work, yes, the day job. That day, yes. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Alan Richson, the guy who plays Reacher, has a suggestion for you, <laughs> according oh. to his Instagram. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to read this, because, and I'm sure this is entirely tongue-in-cheek. Okay. But, so it's uh, to go along with the, the poster for the, the release date. And it says, December 15th, do something that got fired that day before, before so you can, or do something to get fired the day before so you can stay home and binge the first three episodes. Then ask for your job back and threaten to use some sweet Reacher headbutt if they won't give it to you. They will be so scared you will get it back. Then start laying the groundwork to get fired again in a week so you can stay home and watch episode four. You'll learn some new fight moves by then, so you'll have fresh scare tactics to get your job back until the next episode airs. Season two will be worth the trouble. Trust me. That's funny. Now you brought that up, we got a new trailer for Reacher season two this week, which I did forget to put in my notes. Yes, we did. And it looks pretty sweet. Yes. It does look pretty good. So, shall we acknowledge the latecomer in the room? Hi, I'm here! I'm here! Hello! What's it like having friends? Well, I don't have friends. I have show workers. See, I told you they were actors. No, we we had a cast party tonight after our closing matinee of the 50th anniversary show of Mariposa Arts Theater in Aurelia, so it was fun. I mean, it's good because we just finished the news. Perfect. Which means we're we're going into reviews. Uh, do we want to start with the end of Loki, or do we do the Marvels first? Loki ended first. I'd say start there. Okay. Good. So uh, this week, the last episode of Loki aired. Um, to actually quite good reviews. Uh, I was doing my best to avoid all the clickbaity stuff <laughs> until I was able to watch it like two hours ago, basically. Um, so uh, this show had a lot going on, but it was also kind of self-contained in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Uh, what did everybody think of like? Not just this final episode, but what did you think of the show on a whole? We'll st- we'll start with you, Kevin. I um, uh, uh, this felt like a return to form for Marvel Television for me. Uh, I didn't because I didn't love um, Secret Invasion, but Loki felt vital and it felt it had a sense of fun while also ratcheting up the tension and the uh, the uh, the stakes of the thing too. Um, so I was really impressed by how they, how they handled all that. I loved the callbacks to see things that happened earlier in season one. Um, things like, did you realize the title of the last episode is exactly the same as the title of the first episode of the very first season? Nope. Yeah. To be fair, I never noticed the titles of like any of these episodes. Both episode season one, episode one, and episode six of season two are called Glorious Purpose. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I loved that they've given Loki, who is a character who uh, is um, in this incarnation really looking for redemption, I think, you know, um, 
he found people he likes and people he wants he felt were worth saving and uh he wanted to save them and to in order to save them he had to save the entire multiverse so i i i really i i liked this this series a lot both seasons all right uh jen i, I know your voice isn't the world's greatest but if you want to give up a Brief summary of your likes and dislikes of this show. Uh, I really liked it too. I liked the ending. Um, I think this is probably the end for Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Um, I don't imagine he'd be popping up in any more MCU movies. So if this is his end, I think it was a very good end. I really loved the whole Loki arc from the beginning, from the very first movies where we saw him as the villain to now where he basically becomes the savior of the timeline and how he turns um, all of the timelines into the, the uh, Norse world tree, um, which I can't pronounce. Yggdrasil or something like that. I can never say it. But I really loved his whole redemption arc. And um, yeah, I really liked that he was able to to do that he figured out like what he said at the end he figured out why he wants to be a god and he finally gets the throne that he thinks that he he's always thought that he deserved um just not the one that he thought it was going to be so um, i don't know while i was watching that i was thinking oh thor would be so proud of his brother (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah overall it was a really good series it's definitely up there for my favorite um Marvel TV shows. Um, yeah, so I'm saving my voice for the Marvel review. <laughs> Go for it, Ryan. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I've been saying it all along. I've been enjoying the show. Uh, I thought this final episode really gave us, um, you know, wrapped up the wonderful arc that we've been be- given for Loki from his, you know, first appearance in Thor to actually, I was just watching Avengers before it was on TV before we started filming, uh, recording this and seeing him there to then as, you know, as it continues, you know, Thor two, when he starts to come around and be more of the, like a hero question mark, uh, in those later Thor movies to then everything that happened in Loki, uh, when, when they showed the the they like said the world tree be formed and the changes that they're making at the TVA now it's like instead of being the sacred timeline and the time and the, the loom it's all about the you know the tree and it's like tree metaphors of you know digging things and planting things and growing things and uh, that was really cool we got to see Miss Minutes come back and they're like uh, is she gonna go evil and try to kill us all again and she. <laughs> Don't know. So that was fun. Uh, watching Loki master his time skipping and, you know, the thought of him spending a, a century to figure it, learn physics or, you know, all that, all the stuff that he needed to learn to be able to build the thing. And then it's still failing. And just seeing him try all that stuff until he was just like, I can just do this. Part of me the whole time was kind of wondering, why don't they just turn off the magic inhibitor that they've got going on at the TVA so he can use his magic and do something with magic? But in the end, 
they didn't have to do that, and he just went all full full blown god on them. Uh, so I I really enjoyed the way it, it wrapped up, and then seeing him, like you said, sitting on the throne, holding the the roots of the tree, uh, with a tear running down his face, uh, was kind of touching. Makes me wonder if he's still able to, from his perch, is it just he's. Is that like a tear because he's he's happy, but he's sad all at the same time now that he's done this? Or yeah. is he able to still watch his friends? Like was he was he able to see that moment of of Morbius watching him his, you know the life that could have been? Good question. What do you think, Brent? Uh, I I I like the show on a whole. I don't. I, like, and I have probably gone on record on this show about, th- like, oh, I don't know if superhero burnout is exactly a thing. Part of me thinks I'm, I'm s- getting worn out a little bit. Like, um, I there wasn't the urgency for me to watch this show as much. It was good. The ending was great. Um, I'm, I'm curious what it means for everything else coming up as well if if anything like is this now sort of like just a status quo is loki going to show up in kang dynasty or secret wars um or is he just sitting there growing a tree of of individual like timelines i could see him showing up in secret wars um in in some capacity with the whole uh, yeah, we'll probably talk about that particular yeah. project coming up in the very near future. Um, I, I also like the end of him. I don't think we're going to see Tom Hiddleston as Loki again. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, could I go don't... either way. Yeah, just like, just like we didn't think we'd see, or we may not. We don't know. With Secret Wars, we don't know who we will or won't see, depending on what they do with them. Because like there's so, there's been all kinds yeah, of talk right, about uh, Robert Downey Jr. coming back for that. Same with Chris Evans, like all these guys that are like retired from their characters now. But um, I liked the little nod to Ant Man near the end there. Yeah, little nod to Ant Man near the end. Which one? When they were talking about the different variants of of uh, Kang, and oh, yeah, if, yeah. if they're doing anything, they say, oh well, there was one you know in the offshoot of six one six, but they took care of it, and there's like a few little pictures from the, in the in the in the file that would have been shots from the movie. So is the TVA now kind of like protecting the timeline from the Kang? That's kind of what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. They're they're watching out for Kangs now. If the rumors of what Deadpool three is about, um, the TVA could be appearing in that, uh, and go and that Deadpool could possibly be one of their prisoners uh, from mm. what his his time jumping at the end of the last movie. <laughs> so since he was going around and jumping around through time and messing with things, that they they picked him up. Uh, the one latest rumor story points that I heard was that the TVA is, you know, as part of their watching out for Kangs is going around and looking to collect their uh, like a crew to be ready to fight this multiversal war 
and that they were going to go try to recruit Wolverine. Deadpool overhears this and escapes and goes to recruit Wolverine himself for him to be with him because he wants to become B- BFFs. And okay. It's one of those things that's like, I could kind of see that being part, you know, being kind of almost true. It would just fit in with the uh, the ongoing, you know, social media person, uh, uh, you know, uh, lives that the two that, that Hugh and Ryan have been portraying about having, you know, their friendly band, you know, the, that banter they always have and like their little rivalries and so. So uh, I did like it. I just uh, I don't know. Part of me feels like I should have liked it more, and I I didn't. I don't know. It, good ending to the show, though. I will. Mm-hmm. I will definitely give it. Yep. That. No. Yeah, they stuck the landing on this one. So that from one Marvel project to the next, uh, we have the Marvels, which I saw twice due what? to circumstances. In two I'm days. Sorry. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. The nice thing is, is this movie was an hour and 40 minutes or an hour and 45 with credits, yeah. something like that. So, nice, it, 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 yeah, it wasn't like I've sat through like two four hour movies. But uh, um, where to start with this one? This one was good. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's well paced. It doesn't have any real filler to it. And that helps it with that ninety-minute time frame, like that or length that it's got. So, yeah, I love Kamala Khan. Oh yeah, she's the best part of the movie for sure. She is. I love the innocence, the naivete that she brings to basically these world-ending scenarios, and how she spends most of the movie in like hero worship. Basically, how she wants to be besties with Captain Marvel and. But then, you know, she sees the harsh reality of what it means to be a superhero and she totally steps up and is excellent. Like uh, her character grows a lot in this movie. Um, And I also love that her family was a big part of this movie because her family and the concept of of, there's a theme of family was such a big part of her TV show that to have them not be part of this would feel like you know like she was missing a limb or something like you need to have her family and also because she's a kid like she's still underage i love that her family was so concerned about her through this whole movie that they go to space <laughs> yes seeing the cons in space was was a, a lovely oh fish out of water um situation yeah i also love how her mother Pretty much was not taking any shit from anybody. Not even Captain Fury. Marvel. Yeah, not from <laughs> Captain Marvel, not not uh, not Fury, nobody. It was just kind of like, no, you're, you can take care of my daughter or else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, I l- uh, love Go her ahead. mom. <laughs> I was just going to say, I love her mom. Good character. I love the fact that they didn't dumb down Ms. Marvel. Like they didn't like she didn't lose any of the lessons she had learned in the TV series. Yeah, mm. she didn't have to relearn which would be, any of that. 
Yeah, which would be a very easy thing for this movie to do. It was like kind of almost ignore what had happened in the, the TV show in some ways. But it, it she was smart and she continues to be smart. And I love that they they pulled that off, like that they didn't choose to make her the dumb kid in this movie like is she still a kid yes but like she's a smart kid like it, it was pointed out in the tv series and it's pointed out in this like she knows what she's doing and she's just like mm-hmm. inexperienced basically yeah. um i i love the fact that this movie just breezes by so easy that it, like that's why like me seeing it twice within a 24-hour period didn't kill it for me like i didn't become nitpicky or anything i just like sat down and enjoyed it the entire time right it was very enjoyable very watchable very it moves really well um it's it's got it's 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 light like i mean though that it the 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 themes of it are pretty harsh it's not it, it doesn't feel overwhelming or dark or drag you down right um they they managed to make yeah. it enjoyable and entertaining while still tackling these really heavy themes, which is great. We got to see some more of Carol's backstory and just even in you know the times like during the blip, we got to see stuff with Monica's mother uh, when they were doing the mm-hmm. shared memory thing. I thought that was really uh, interesting or like a good part of the movie. Like, getting to learn a little bit more mm-hmm. about everybody and them being able to learn about each other's motivations a bit more and stuff without doing, you know, just sitting there and blah, 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 blah. And it was interesting to see more of Captain Marvel's personality because she kind of comes off as standoffish and, you know, holier than thou type of a character, but you really get to see her insecurities, her fears, um, the things that, you know, the reasons why she didn't go back to Earth, the reasons why she's doing what she does, like her complete and utter regret when what she thought she was doing, she thought she was doing the right thing and then ended up plunging an entire planet into then civil, civil war. war. And then, yeah. and then mm-hmm. destruction and how she felt that completely was her fault. And when she thought she was helping them, um, and I just really loved her whole growth through that movie and it made Captain Marvel like I don't remember the first Captain Marvel movie that well because I only saw it once but I don't remember her character I felt her character being very stiff in that is what I remember so it's nice to see that she's got some growth and some ability to be a actually a more well-rounded 3D character and not just basically God (laughs) and she's a space princess on a planet where they only ever sing. Oh God, that part was... They only speak in song. That part song. was amazing. <laughs> that part was amazing. I loved her dress. <laughs> I have to say. I liked it. Oh, damn, I when they went. That... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was oh. going to say, I love that one comment that um, Monica makes to, to Kamala where she's like, so how many chapters of fanfic yes. are going through your brain right now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Did you hear the girls behind us laughing during that at that part, uh, Brent? 
I think they started saying, I, I'm almost sure I heard them say something about that, you know, about right that. to our store. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and it was nice that, like, have like uh, like hear these good reactions too. So. Yeah, we um, even talked about the Cree and that whole story. Well, I want to talk about my favorite character, who's Monica. Uh, Monica was a character that was coming into prominence when I started reading Marvel comics in the mid '80s. Uh, she even rose to become leader of the Avengers, and I like that she is a no-nonsense character who has a head on her shoulders she's still starting to learn how her powers work but i liked i like what she did with them i liked that she wasn't afraid to tell carol what carol needed to hear uh i thought that was great so uh yeah monica is i, I mean i love all three characters but monica has always been a personal favorite of mine um and i think i mean the the sort of uh uh elephant in the room is the negative reviews that the review bombing that this movie is getting from sad misogynists and racists who can't find joy in a story where three women of uh, different ethnicities form a team and uh, kick some butt. Um, uh, There was even one professional review that that claimed that whoever created this movie didn't had never read a Marvel comic as if there were no Marvel comics what? with female leads. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this. It makes you wonder what comics that reviewer has ever read. Exactly. Um, Probably not a, much. This was a perfectly wonderful team up movie with three very exciting, exciting, interesting characters. And I really had a good time at, uh, at this film. Again, it's yeah, it like we've fantastic. we've talked about it at nauseum on this podcast. Of this is this is like oh, it's the the lowest opening for a Marvel movie in a while, but it's a forty seven million dollar opening this weekend so far, yeah. according to the box office mojo. It's number one at the box office. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so what is? Two is Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, three is Taylor Swift, and like that juggernaut is just going strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> opening, I don't see. Uh, the only thing that opened this week that's in the the top ten is Journey to Bethlehem, which is a religious film, obviously, mm. um, and it's at number seven on the uh, on. The, the charts domestically. But like, you know, it's they gotta realize that, you know, things are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a better headline to say, oh, uh, it's the lowest opening. Oh, what a bomb. It's a bomb, but it's number one. Mm. Yeah, but I've yeah, also seen the book where you think, you know, it's it's shocking that the, um, the Rotten Tomatoes for this movie has switched from bad to good. It's like, yeah, because then people saw it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so on to more pleasant things and a look at the Marvel future. Uh, so that. Oh, spoilers, by the way. 
Super spoilers coming up. We've been spoiling the whole movie already, so... I know, but I, like this, this one in particular. Yes. Um, so, so uh, we keep talking over each other. Go ahead, Brent. So the uh, the mid credit sequence. Mm. Well, actually, let's talk about the end of the movie first, a, because yeah, that. And the like, be honest. We we sort of saw this coming a little bit, but nothing had been mentioned. Like, like didn't leak out the the fact that uh, we we get uh, Hawkeye Kate Bishop shows up at the end of this movie. Yes, that was fun. Uh, I very cute. I love the sort of thought that we might be getting a Young Avengers team coming. I think that's a a, mm-hmm. a a fun idea. Yeah, agreed. And and just the way she does it, you know, pretending, you know, the whole recreating Nick Fury <laughs> Iron Man thing, sitting in the shadows. Yeah. And then being like, waiting when she shows her like the tablet things, like, where did you get this? Oh, I found it in my couch cushions. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Followed up by, did you know Ant-Man has a daughter? Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that line. That's a, the, yeah. uh, the young lady. Yeah. The young ladies behind uh, were very, very happy at the scene. Yeah. Which, uh, That's another thing. The uh, that. Never mind. Go I ahead, Kevin. Go there. I was going to say, there's another thing that those evil people online hate is that the new young Avengers are going to be mostly female. Oh, but of course. <laughs> that would be whatever. awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things I like the most. Jen, I wanted to ask about, uh, I wanted to ask you about your feelings on the amount of flurkin content. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. We can't stop the movie yet. Cause I still have a couple more things to say about it. Yeah. First of all, it could have used more Flurkins. <laughs> <laughs> the Flurkin swallowed everybody in Saber, and you could still you still could use more more Flurkins. Oh, I was laughing as hard as I could with my cough and sore throat through that whole part where the announcer is like, "Please let the Flurkins eat you. Do not run." I'm like, "Oh my god, I need that as a ringtone or something." <laughs> you my will doorbell. be fine. <laughs> and then <laughs> all the little baby flurkins in zero gravity was hilarious. And then as the ship's crashing, and that's when the flurkins start throwing up people, and you just see Nick Fury going, "Oh crap, this now too." Oh, it was great. Love the I, d- I don't want to know what happens to a person who gets swallowed by a flurkin. I assume <laughs> they get sent to another dimension or something. I assume so. They come out wet, so I don't know. Well, all those tentacles <laughs> can't be dry, so at the very least they're getting gooed by that. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, have you seen the, you know that, uh, what's it called, the Orb or whatever in Las Vegas, the, that place you 2 yes. is performing at? Yes. Have you seen the, sphere. the promotion? Yeah, yes. the Sphere. Have you seen the promotion for Cap- or for the Marvels the that they've been like showing on the outside of that thing? I have. 
No, please share. It's Goose and so, like that green laser pointer light that we see Captain Marvel using in the show, like in the movie. Nice. Um, and then suddenly he like lets all the tentacles go and the whole sphere just like fills up with it. I think we can say that Goose is a female at this point, although we don't know how Thor could reproduce. Apparently, yeah, that's... <laughs> they. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh my but, yeah. god, that was great. As soon as I saw those, I was like, oh my god, there's going to be baby firkins and they hatch from brain eggs. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the eggs started showing up, I recognized them from the... Uh, well, they kind of looked like that in the Captain Marvel comic, where, they, where we first find out that her cat is a flurkin. And when you hear uh, <sighs> Mrs. Khan go like, your cat looking a little fat. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, Goose is pregnant. <laughs> Oh my god, and then they hatch. Oh, it was so cute. That's why Goose was swallowing all the stuff from the house. It was <laughs> it was nesting. <laughs> uh, uh, the other thing was, uh, Brent mentioned, he's like, did you notice that the plot of this movie is basically the same plot as Spaceballs? <laughs> Which I did, because I, while I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, look, I guess Perrier is out of business now. Mm. Yeah, no, I didn't think of that until Brent pointed it out. Eh. Spaceballs is not that there's anything much. wrong with it. It's no. probably no. The, the plot to a couple of things, but. But so the big question I had when we were leaving this movie is what happened to the water planet? Because Hela took their water. The Marvels didn't stop it. Yep. When, Ms., when Captain Marvel reignited the sun, they had water. Yeah. So. Did the water planet die? Is she yep. no longer the princess? Or did, well, is, did he, they see some water? They said to evacuate, right? So I I would assume they didn't, you know, they took all the water as much as they could get because we never saw them closing those things until the end, right? So. But if that yeah. planet was 99% water, 90 whatever percent water. Yeah. Wouldn't, but we don't it, know but, the size of the planet versus that's yeah. you know, hell, you know, the two different planets can be different sizes. I was just thinking, like, wouldn't that drown Hella if they took all the water? So maybe they didn't take everything. They just took as much as they needed. But then that's still going to severely impact the ecosystem of that water planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that spells disaster for that planet in reality. But it's also a reality where, like, Flurkins are look like earthbound cats but have tentacles uh -huh. <laughs> so, as we had started to and then backtracked and now going forward again the the mid-credit sequence uh first we oh, yeah that first we get uh Mo a monica's mother in a different universe yep. as dressed up like binary which is another like correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. That's a like yet another costume and identity Captain Marvel had in the comic books. That was the identity Captain uh, Carol Danvers had after Rogue sucked suck her powers out. Okay, so because that's why um, Rogue has super strength and can fly is because she permanently yeah. took out Ms. Marvel's powers, Carol Danvers's powers. Yeah. So oh. now that it, I didn't realize it at the time until like like the the costume reveal is like oh they they foreshadowed that earlier where we see that flashback with Carol 
and Monica's mom sitting on the porch and she says, well, it should have been you. And she's like, I never wanted to be Captain Marvel. Blah, 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 blah. Well, in this universe, it, it looks like it was her. Ooh. Now, the big reveal in more ways than one is we hear the, hear the voice that sounds like Seattle's favorite radio psychologist. And it is revealed that the uh, doctor attending to a uh, now universe shifted Monica Rambeau is none other than a version of Beast from the X-Men. Woo! Yes. I love that version of Beast. Mm-hmm. Which uh, <laughs> gives Kelsey Grammer gives Kelsey Grammer his wish. He gets another crack at the uh, at the furry Doctor Hank, but um. It, it, it like very unexpected. So correct me if I'm wrong. This is a, this is now our first X Men appearance of somebody other than Xavier, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is she and in the this... universe where Xavier went? No. Because no, or at least not yet. <laughs> He's still rolling around. Mm. I would yeah, because I would assume. I'm pretty sure well, we don't really necessarily know exactly, but I would think this takes place after Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you know, so this would be if he says, you know, Professor X is looking for an update. So then it would be a different universe's Professor Xavier. Mm. Yeah. I hope it's James McAvoy. <laughs> I I have a sneaky suspicion it will be. I think. At this point, uh, Patrick Stewart is is probably out of the role. He's he, he he had said famously he wasn't coming back to it after Logan, and he still came back to it for uh, Doctor Strange and did quite a good job. But like, he's an older gentleman at this point. Doesn't mean he can't do it, but I just uh, eh. well by the time the you know we see. A Professor X again at this point with everything that's announced might not be until Secret Wars. Yeah. So, yeah, just start to think, you know, you know, like you said, he's not, you know, he's no spring chicken. And they'll probably want to either use someone that they can, that they, you know, like if they use James McAvoy, they can keep him around as an older Xavier going forward in mm-hmm. when they introduce the X-Men, or they can bring someone new in that they can go forward with, right? Yeah. Um, but it was interesting but again. That, I, just uh, the way this movie ended was another, you know, the, a hole or breaking through to the to another universe. Uh, <coughs> you know, the six one six universe once again causing another possible, you know, convergence that got avert, mm. uh, got di- you know, that got stopped between you know Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and now this. You know, they keep uh, messing with those walls of reality. No wonder we're going to get a Secret Wars. Mm. What about, what did you guys think about the uh, uh, the villain of this movie? I don't remember her name. I think it started with a D. Um, she was a very gray villain because, I mean, her quest is to save her planet and save her people. And the only way... Well, I mean, she's also tying revenge into it, but she also figured this is the way she knows how to do it. Uh-huh. I mean, 
it's hard to argue that she was really a villain. Well, I mean, she was a villain, but well, yeah, yeah you can under you can understand her motivations. Yeah, but she was like still that, the bad guy. Yeah, I like that they're having more, like even like Than. Sorry, I guess starting with Thanos almost maybe before then too. I like the morally ambivalent um, or ambiguous, I should say, uh, villains that they have in these series, where yeah. you can kind of see their point but maybe don't agree with the way they're doing it, but you're kind of like, well, it's not all bad. <laughs> yeah, they're very much the uh, the ends justify the means type of villains. Yeah. But even though their, their reason for being a villain isn't villainous. Mm. Like, they're only the villain because we're on one side of the story and they're on the other. But if we were, if we were watching this movie from the point of view of the Kree as opposed to the point of view of Earth, would she be the villain? <laughs> I can make arguments against that. You, know, you can say the same yeah. thing for a lot of villains, though. Exactly. No, but I like how but, that's how things are going more. Uh, no, but like, more. Yeah. even if you were looking at it from the point of view of the Skrulls, yeah, she'd still be a villain, because mm-hmm. she just destroyed another one of their, you know, the Skrulls planets. Or the water dancing people. Who may or may not still be alive. We don't know. Yeah. Well, at the very least, they evacuated, we'll say. Their planet may not be around anymore, but they moved on. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah. Two thumbs up. So. I went to see this show at 3.45 on Friday afternoon. When I bought the ticket, I was the only person to have pre-bought a ticket. By the time the movie started, there were 10 people in the audience. And half of them left before the credits, mid-credits scene. It's a Marvel movie that you're seeing at 3.45 on a Friday afternoon. You should know better than to leave. (laughs) Where do you have to be? (laughs) Like, we even looked it up and, you know... uh, after that, to see if there was a final, final credit scene, which there isn't, so you don't have to wait through the whole credits. I did but, stay to the end of the credits. But we did anyway. Well, thanks to this review, they don't actually have to stay for the credits either. There is, We've got to spoil the crap out of yeah. that. There's, there is not, um, there's not a, um, a hidden scene at the end of the credits, but you do hear yes. a lot of flirkin meowing yes. uh, yeah. at the end of the credits. And some tentacles. Yes. We didn't we didn't stay for that part. Cause if I want to hear cats meowing and throwing up, I could just go home. Ah. There you go. <laughs> Classy. It's not my fault my cats meow and throw up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so overall, uh we all enjoyed it. Don't uh, listen to the haters if if you usually agree with ours, but uh our reviews, but uh yeah. Solid movie. And if you weren't a fan of Captain Marvel, the movie, still watch this one. The The name of the game is fun. It's a yes. fun movie. Mm. It is a very fun movie. Agreed. Yep. All right. That brings us to the end of this episode. And the first thing that comes up at the end is Patreon shoutouts. If you would like to help out us via Patreon, three bucks gets you uh, 
the uh, monthly podcast by myself and Alex, where we talk about music called Listen to This. And it also helps you, you know, to help us. Uh, doing a podcast isn't entirely free, and uh, it's helps us keep the lights on here. It pays for things like our theme song for hosting, all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, uh, if you don't want to financially contribute, understand that completely. If you just, you know, leave us a good review on your podcast app of choice or spread the word by sharing the link to the show, just, you know, get us out there a little bit more would be, uh, we'd be very grateful for. But Tell in your the meantime, yes. If, if you tell 30 of your friends and they tell 30 of their friends and they tell 30 of their friends, you have a then lot of that's dirty a lot friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patreon shout outs go out to Drew, Karina, RhinoVision, Alex, who uh, I do that podcast with, Team Woods, who is very kind enough to assemble the truenorthnerds.com landing page for us. Thank you, Team Woods. Mike Hammond and our good friend Rex. Thank you all very much for your financial con contributions. We appreciate it greatly. And your friendships, for those of you that we actually know. <laughs> and then that brings us to the last thing of this episode. Geek Picks, who wants to go first? I've got one. Okay, um, go on. So last week on Disney Plus, um, season two of Behind the Attractions dropped, which um, was one of my favorite Disney Plus shows, the first season, because it it's one of the very few shows that uh, delves into the parks. They did six episodes this season. Uh, let me just see what they are. I'm looking it up. I watched all six. Uh, the first one was Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. That was they, my first roller coaster. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of people's first roller coaster. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I was actually episode one. Big Thunder was two. They did one on the Indiana Jones Adventure. Then they did one just on the food of Disney theme parks and how food has... They've changed their principles and how food has become a real part of the themed entertainment um, uh, that's offered. Uh, then they did an episode just on Epcot about um, how Walt's original vision was an actual community where people would live and how it got changed after he died. And then uh, the episode six was Nighttime Spectaculars. So it was all about fireworks shows and uh, fountain shows and projections and drones, uh, anything Disney does at nighttime, uh, including electrical parades, uh, uh, was in that episode. So... Uh, if you are like me, a theme park nerd, especially a Disney theme park nerd, and I like that they don't take it too seriously. They don't give you too much information so that you know everything. Uh, they're still they're, they're leaving a little bit of magic in there. And it's just um, a fun, 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 fun show. I love Paget Brewster, who is the narrator. I think they give her a script that is quite funny as well so uh, behind the attraction on disney plus six new episodes got released last week and uh, i quite enjoyed them next okay i guess i'm gonna volunteer <laughs> i'll go i was trying to, i was trying to think of what i've watched or read or 
did this week that would be good enough to talk about. And uh, uh, there's a new season of Bob's Burgers on Disney Plus has started, and I really enjoy that cartoon. Oh, is that season 14? I have no idea what number they're at. I just know that it's the newest. Uh, well, it's the latest, the, the season that's new. So oh. I'd say, you know, episode, the full season's not out. It's just episode, you know, weekly episodes that are getting posted right now. And like the, the <laughs> I'm newest just wondering one... how, how caught up I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, when you watch the opening, do you see the giant yeah. water spout from the yeah. movie? Yeah. Oh, is that well, from then... the movie? I haven't seen the movie yet. Oh, you need to watch the movie. The movie's great. Apparently, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, oh, so I'm like, on the new season. Okay, <laughs> not the newest one. That was probably last year's. It could be last year's season that you watched. You're watching. I think uh, the oh, okay. movie's a couple years old now. Um. Anyway, the latest episode comprised of um, Gene trying to write a song for an online songwriting contest. And he has a dream where in this dream, he writes the greatest song ever. And he wakes up in the morning, he's all excited, and he sits down at the dinner, at the breakfast table, he's telling them all about it. And they're like, well, what was the song? And then he's like, uh, uh, and he can't remember it because it was a dream. Aww. And the whole episode is him trying to find ways to get to to control his dreams and remember this song. And it's it's pretty good. And there's also a sub the the subplot uh, or side story of the girls trying to catch the cricket that's in the house or in the apartment <laughs> that's driving Linda crazy. So yeah, it was a pretty good one. I, I like Gene and his songs and his keyboard and stuff. So a Gene episode was pretty good uh, for me. So I'm really <laughs> enjoying the new season of Bob's Burgers. You should check nice. it out if you haven't. All right, Jen. Okay. My turn. So, <coughs> yes. sorry. Um, I found a, I guess, new to me series, book series, because I didn't realize how old it was until just now when I looked it up. Um, it's a, I guess there's, I think there's like five books. Anyway, the first book is called The Thief, um, and it's by Megan Whalen Turner. Apparently, it was first published in 1996. So I don't know how I've never heard of this book before. Uh, it's the first book in a series called The Queen's Thief. Oh, it's, and there's six books. The most recent one was published in 2020. So I have a few to go through. Um, <laughs> apparently, it was a runner-up for the 1997 Newbery Medal. And Newbery, it was a Newbery Honor book. And it's really cool. So it kind of is... I'm listening to it as an audiobook. And it's kind of based in like a alternate reality Greek mythology type of a world. So a lot of the places and the names of the deities and the names of the countries and the people are all vaguely Greek sounding like ancient Greek, which is really cool. And it's about a thief named Eugenides. Um, and when we first meet him, he's in prison because he stole the king's seal uh, of the king of Sunus. And um, he's rotting away in prison. The reason they caught him, and this isn't a spoiler because it's right off the bat, they, the reason they caught him is because he stole the king's seal and then went around and bragged to everybody that he was the best thief in the world because he stole the king's seal. And so they arrested him. <laughs> so he ends up being uh, recruited by the king's magus to travel to one of the the two uh, 
there's three countries in this well there's more than three but there's three countries in this book um and he ends up traveling with the king's magus to another country to try to find this like sacred relic in order to make the queen of the country of Edis marry the king of Sunis. And I don't want to say too much more because I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's a really at least the audiobook that I've been listening to is really engaging. It's very well written. The characters are fantastic. The main character Eugenides is hilarious. <laughs> he's such a little snarky person. I have no idea how old he's supposed to be. They mentioned that he's a young man or a boy. So I'm guessing he's like maybe 20, maybe younger. And he comes off as a little, <laughs> a little jerk sometimes. But he's he's a great character. Um, and I really actually enjoy the character of the Magus as well. So I've read the first book. I'm now listening slash reading the second book, which is called The Queen of Atolia. And then apparently I have uh, four more books to read after that. So hooray. <laughs> okay, your turn, Brent. My turn. Um, I'm going to go with a comic. I don't think I've mentioned this one yet, but I've been throwing it out a lot at the store as of late. And it's a comic book called Rare Flavors, which is uh, written by Ram V, who has been kind of a DC's go-to guy for the last little while. He's currently writing detective comics for DC. He's written Swamp Thing for DC. Um, it's the only way I can explain this book is it's it's a demon who wants to be Anthony Bourdain. So he has hired a documentary filmmaker um, to follow him around as he talks about food. The documentary filmmaker is unaware that he is a demon. Um, it's the it's just it's a beautiful book. The art style in it is very painted and very just lovely. And so far, it's a lot of fun. And if you like food and travel sort of shows this is going to ring very well for you um but uh yeah it's uh written by ram v it's illustrated by uh felipe andre uh, who also did the many this is layla star if you read that book it's from boom studios there's two issues out right now it's uh just a, a wonderful read and i like it a lot um also, uh, Transformers issue two came out, and it's still awesome. So good, <laughs> so good. It's one of those books. In many ways, is way better than it has any right being. Better than Transformers and My Little but, uh, Pony. Yes. Wow. Well, <laughs> different. That. Different. Very different. Um. So that's it for this episode. Next episode, uh, we'll be doing something. I, I'm not sure yet because we haven't actually talked about that yet. And and it may be three of us. It may be four of us. But we'll, we'll see what uh, what uh, Kevin's up to because he does have some Santa ing to do in the near future too. So yes, uh, I am Santa ing. Uh, this Thursday at in downtown Penetanguishene. So that should be fun. 
I have a Christmas market in Aurelia near the end of the month. I am all over the place. I will follow yep. me on Facebook and you'll see where I'm going. That's what I'm up to for awesome. the next month and a half. Yep. Uh, how's uh, collector things over at Collectorverse, right? Uh, things are good. Uh, we will be recording a November episode sometime this month. Uh, there's been a, you know, a few new figure announcements, and I just know, I don't know about Ed, but I know that I've picked up a bunch of stuff in the last little while. My poor wallet. Yeah, pre-orders, pre-orders all, all coming in at up. once. <laughs> and there may be more coming at the end of this week, so. Yeah, before the week's done, yep. Yeah. Uh, and Jen, how's the Instagramming with the yarn and such? Oh. Uh- when I remember to update, it's going very well. You can find me if you want to uh, follow my yarn dyeing adventures, D-Y-E adventures. I'm not murdering things. Um, you can follow me at Misembria underscore knits. Uh, or if you want to know about the fun uh, toys that I've been buying, my poor wallet too. <laughs> you can follow me at Dolls and Ponies um, on Instagram. And yeah, I try to remember to update, but I'm in between. I'm in the middle of reorganizing my toy room slash office. So once I get another shelf, I'll put more toys up and then take more pictures. Yep. And uh, for me, uh, as I said, I'm work- I'm doing a Patreon show with Alex called Listen to This. Our next episode will be up in December. It probably won't be early December due to scheduling conflicts with uh, Alex. Uh, he has another podcast that he does, and he also has a uh, a son and a wife, and those kind of can switch things up a little bit. Um, but the next episode will be up before Christmas in our Patreon, and it's, uh, it's going to be about Christmas songs that don't suck. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, we've already been accumulating what, what we're going to talk about. And then, um, I, I guess I should, uh, mention this here for our January episode. Uh, Alex and I are uh, going to be open to answering the listener questions. So we, we've, uh, we're calling it a fireside chat where we're, he and I are just going to talk about music in general. And we are also going to ask each other questions regarding our musical tastes that we don't actually know the answers to. So there's that, but we, uh, we will definitely entertain. If you are a listener and have a question, feel free to send it to me in various ways. Um, so Alex and that I can attempt to answer it. And uh, tentatively, this is how well this show is going. It's easy when it's once a month. Uh, for February's episode, we're we're tentatively going to have a guest on. So, Ooh. yeah. So there's that, and I'm I'm thinking I might talk to somebody about maybe being a guest on this show as well. But I, I'm going to see how Ooh. things go first. Um, but in the meantime, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, feel free to spread the word about this show. And uh, until next time, Obamaste. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. 
Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. Set your phasers to say